Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. What smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Here's one for it. It says, my name is Jay. When I was a kid, our family went to our friend's house. Our friend's family had an Irish setter. That was an outdoor dog that basically just lived in their backyard. Well, when we went over to their house to see them, the smell inside of the house was awful. It turns out that the Irish Setter had crawled under the crawl space of their house and it died about two weeks prior. We lived in Oklahoma and it was during the summer and extremely hot when this happened. So it was really rank. Anyway, my dad and his friend that lived in the house, they got drunk that night. And my dad told them, let's go under there and get that dog. Well, my dad located the dog, which of course was about as far as it could be from the opening of the crawl space. My dad, he then grabbed the dog by the tail to pull him out from under the house. And the tail fell off of my dad's hand. That's how rotten the carcass was at the time. God, man. What uh, what smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. How do you not notice your dog has not been in the yard for two weeks? It's your dog. It's been two weeks, man. Probably thought the dog ran away initially. And then you realize, no. Maybe. I don't know. Two weeks is a long time not to notice your dog. (laughs) I know. And the stink. I mean, that would be the giveaway. Hello, Johnny. Welcome to the men's room. Aloha, bitches. Hola. Uh, so, I got clean in 04. I was 21. So, I was fortunate enough to go to rehab. And the counselor I got, so I was, I was strung out on opiates really bad. Like, basically when OxyContin and all that came out, that's when I got hooked on it. Sure. Uh, so, the counselor I had, I can't think remember his name, but he only dealt with guys. And he told us, if you have to fart, go outside. Because there is nothing worse than a detox fart. And like he told you this from the start. From the start. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It was a room full of eight guys and him. And someone made the mistake of not going outside to fart and it cleared the room and we couldn't go back into that room for about 30 minutes because whatever happens in your body with all the drugs and opiates and alcohol 
just ferments and when you get clean, it all just gets pushed out of every orifice that you can, especially in the first couple of weeks. I would also so imagine, I would also assume that, that that opiates, you know, they obviously they block you up. So you, if you're on them even after a surgery, or whatever, they they highly recommend that you take some some fiber or whatever you right. can to get your body moving. Yeah. So once your body does start moving from that process of being constipated all the time, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of combustible gas in there. Well, I wasn't constipated because I was I was eating garbage anyway, so it didn't matter. Everything <laughs> ran right through me anyway. So being a junkie and being unhealthy and eating garbage, it, it was a great combination. Did you experience these on your own? I mean, I know you spelled someone else's, but did you have the same situation? Yeah. So imagine the hottest, wettest, smelliest fart that you ever let out in your bathroom while you're taking a hot shower. <laughs> By about ten. Damn. So would you, walk, you would, so the bathrooms had to smell then. So just from using the bathroom, not necessarily just passing right. gas, but yeah, like detox smelled like it, it just smelled like like butt. Like that's basically <laughs> what it smelled like. There were crazy hot women and smelly dudes, and that's it. And everything smelled like butt, and that was it. So how long counselors did- that just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How long did your did your really bad farts last? Was it like a week or how long? Oh, I was in I was in detox for a week and then I was in rehab for two weeks and it it smelled horrendous for at least two weeks. Yeah, and there's always new people cycling in, so it's not like the smell like fresh farts. Uh, and you're so crazy from when you detoxing and trying to get clean that you don't like you don't really notice and you don't even care because. You know, whatever you're getting clean, but looking back, it was <laughs> literally the absolute worst smelling farts I've ever smelled in my entire life coming out of my body. What was the hardest part of that entire process for you? <sighs> Just Probably the first few days when you're coming off of opiates and just the shakes and the pain and the aches. And just how you feel sweating and, and oozing that stuff out of your pores. It's the worst. Like, it is the absolute worst. Do you go in with one last hurrah on that? So, in other words, just like, hey, look. I'm, I'm gonna... I, I didn't because I was strung out until the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a, every, every day was a hurrah because I was just trying to. I was just so strung out that it didn't matter anymore. Now, did you go to detox voluntarily? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I couldn't have been cheap. Yeah. I, yeah I, all right, I got to ask, how'd you make that decision? I feel, I feel like usually at that point, somebody's got to kind of get you in there. Right. Uh, so I blacked out one night going to get more pills. And when I woke up, my truck had hit like a, basically a 45-degree embankment and flipped on its side. Jesus, man. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when the cops got there, I had already pushed my truck back off its side onto the side of the road at that 45-degree angle. And I was just, they were wondering what was wrong with me. And anyway, they searched me, found all the drugs. I went to jail. And before they transferred me to county, uh, the officer was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? I was like, I just have a really bad drug problem. I need some help. And he was like, all right, well, let's see if we can do that. And I was on my way. Okay. All right, all right. good. Good on him, man. Story yeah. that worked out.
Yeah, not the truck part, uh, but the rest yeah. of it. That's uh, what is it like though when you you know you're dying to have pills. You're in jail. You have no access to them. Is that worse than the detox part? Well, it's a, the de- the actual detox doesn't start for about probably two or three days. I mean, this from the time that I had that wreck until the time I went to jail, until they transferred me to county, until my parents bailed me out of county. This is in Alabama too. So when I got out of county, it was not even forty eight hours, and then they sent me straight to rehab or to detox. All right. And then a day later, that's when the shake started. It was, yeah, that I, it was the worst. Are you allowed? To, are, you, are you are you allowed to have cigarettes or anything? Any nicotine or coffee or? So I got clean in '04, and that was towards the end. Like the rehab or the detox that I went to was a what they call a dual diagnosis unit. So. They had crazy people and people that were detoxing off drugs. And it was the only place in that entire, this is a hospital in Alabama, in Birmingham. There was a room that you could smoke in. It was the only room in that entire hospital that you could smoke. And it was basically just a vacuum because you walked in and all you heard was the filters going. Right. Trying to suck all that smoke out. And the walls were just yellow. Yeah. Well, they have one smoking room more than probably any other hospital mm-hmm. in the that's country. A, that's a good point. Where's your no, smoking this was back section? In 04. That's not there anymore. So, <laughs> all right, let me ask you this though: Say that you you get into a car accident. I don't know you hurt your back or something like that, and they want to give you pills for your recovery. Is that something you could do, or do you have to ask for something else? Uh, I asked for something else, and if things are re- like if I have a surgery or if I have. Something that legitimately, they're like, you're going to need pain. Because there are things that where you actually need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And funny thing, if you actually need them and you take them as prescribed, it's it, it, it actually helps and you don't get all messed up. But I try to avoid them as much as possible. And if I absolutely need them, I'll, I'll call like my sponsor or a friend and I'll be like, hey, Ah, I need okay. you to delve deep out to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't hold on to that kind of stuff, and I don't keep it around. Good idea. Well, and they and look. I mean, it's horrible, but at least nowadays, it seems like they're much more Regulated, diligent yeah. about how many they give you. Yes. Like I had a few bad injuries, and I remember. They, I mean, the emergency room they gave me sixty. I was like sixty percent. You cracked your head open. Even this still, guy it recognizes still seemed that. like a lot of painkillers to me. <laughs> I'm bleeding from my head. Let me get some more. Well, good talking to you. So, so I mean, that's the thing because they actually because I was in so much pain, they didn't get me high, and then I would just give the rest away. Right. And hey, one last question yeah. for you, man. So after you go through the rehab and all this, and you said if you had to get pills. You reach out to a sponsor. So do you basically have a sponsor for the rest of their or the rest of your life once you get out of this? Uh, there's this thing in recovery. You don't look at it as the rest of my life. It's, you know, the whole just for today thing. And But it's a, it is. It's a lifelong thing so, yes. where it's okay. like I, I have a – yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is, that something, is that something you would do for someone else? Could you be a sponsor for someone else? I do sponsor people, but, like, when it comes to, like, holding drugs or anything like that, there's certain things where I'm like, I can't do that. You, okay. you need someone else to do that for can you. Can you drink a beer every once in a while, smoke a joint every once in a while? Is everything done, or is it just... It's, that- it's, 
it's been all I, I relapsed after 10 years because I was like, oh, I could drink a beer and smoke weed. Yeah, that didn't turn out too well. <laughs> and I, just, I, just, I just stayed drunk in my basement for like six or eight months. Wow. Yeah, and I, that's not an exaggeration. Like, I just stayed drunk. I go to work, go home, get drunk, and cycle that for like six or eight months. And then the for like four more months, all I did was smoke weed and, and drink whiskey. And then I finally gave it up again, and that was, it'll be eight years, uh, the end of February. Well, congratulations on being 20 years oxy-free. Yeah, let me uh, tell you. Dude, you got, I'm telling you, I love the show. You, you got to watch Louder Milk. I mean, it's literally. Oh, right. uh, Ted, because of you, I am already on the third season of Louder Milk. <laughs> I, I have binged it for, like last week. Whenever you started talking about it, it was last week or something where you were like, oh, Louder Milk's great. It is freaking hilarious. It's and awesome. it is awesome. I'm going yeah. assu to assume that they filmed that in Vancouver. I was talking about it. I, I said, yeah. you'll yeah. notice certain things because it's supposed to take place in Seattle. That will annoy you because it's right. obviously and not. It did. And it did annoy me. I was like, Dad, I, I know that place. That's in Vancouver. Well, hey, man, Johnny, just, you know, two texts came in regarding your call. The first one says, congrats on 20 years, bro. I think we can all mm -hmm. agree with that. But this one I like more. It says, one of my favorite things of listening to you guys on this show is how much S I have no reason to know, such as detox farts being rank. Yeah. So there yeah. you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you educated the public, man. What smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Man, oh, man. I'm glad I'm not him. I think it's probably the mm -hmm. best way I can state that. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So I have a house that's built in 1903. It's two-story. And my wife and I, like late summer last or two years ago, started smelling something a little bit rank. And we started trying to identify what it was, but we couldn't figure it out. And we thought, hey, maybe it's a rat because we have an old farmhouse. Did it smell more like sewage? Did it smell like dead animal or just bad? It's, it smelled like dead animal slash sewage bad. Okay. And at the same time, we were having a septic problem because we're kind of nowhere near anybody. Okay. Come to find out, like a few months down the road, as we keep trying to have plumbers out here and try to fix our, fix our septic, all of a sudden, the heat would kick on because it's getting colder and colder, and the smell would get worse and worse. And every time we come in the house, it was like, bam. I mean, just kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. Fast forward, we had our final third plumber come out, and he found a painted crawl space door, popped it open, and we had entire sewage from our upstairs oh. where a pipe had broken and was leaking and he had to bring out three different 50-gallon drums of sewage to bring it. Three 50-gallon drums? Three 50-gallon drums. It had gone on months. And the smell was getting worse and worse. And it was intolerable. I mean, did you guys vacate yeah. the house for a little while or what? Yeah. Well, yeah, too late. But, yeah, they, <laughs> they put us in a house. They put us in a hotel for a week. But the, uh, the smell was unreal. I got to ask, how much did that cost you? Uh, insurance picked it up, but it was around $14,000. Damn. All right. $14,000 worth of S. Remember okay. that. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're in your own S. Yeah. Right? It's kind of weird when you pay for your own poop. And it's 150 gallons of turd. And that's unreal. That's, I, that's I know it went lot. on for months, but you're like, damn. Just think about how much you poop. It's just he and his wife. That's two people. What smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. 
Hello, Tom. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. How are you guys doing? Hola. Doing well. All right. This story is a shout out to my mom and my little sister. My little sister, the summer she found out about uh, deodorant antiperspirant was like fifth grade, sixth grade, going into middle school. And uh, I don't think she showered the whole summer. We were wrestling mm. around at the end of summer, and she, like, screamed when I put her arm down. And I looked at it, and it looked like a half a baseball in mounted outside of her armpit. Ooh. Well, my mom went to express it, and it was probably the first time my mom had ever thanked God for having bad eyesight and needing glasses <laughs> because when that cottage cheese shot out and hit her right oh. on the face. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> this is why I don't eat cottage cheese, brother. 15 feet away. It was like pus. Uh, you know, um, she might have been... <laughs> There's a couple things that could come into play. She could have been going through puberty. And if that's the case, your your, your womanly things start to work. I know for a fact that your, your womanly yeah, things, that yes. your, your milk glands or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. They go up into under the arm as well. So some people can have backups, infections. And all yeah, that stuff. I've heard that. And that's where that ends up. I don't know if that was it has anything to do with what happened to your sister, but I, I, I have. It was gnarly. I have. It was the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever smelled. What can you compare like, the smell to anything? Does it smell death? Does it just smell infected? So the year before, my cat had had its uh, ear punctured by a raccoon. I was petting it, and we realized that it was like had a cyst on his ear. Yeah. And my mom cut that open, and we expressed that. And this was like ten times worse than that. Does your sister remember She's this? Been kind of. Uh. Unfortunately, she's on the streets and uh, uh, addict. Okay. Ah, all right. So, I'm sorry. I don't know if she remembers anything. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, fair enough. That's, but uh, you do. Right. That's for damn well, sure. Well, I always like, look, I, I watch, I'll watch the, I haven't so much anymore, but I used to Dr. watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Well, when I was on Twitter, she, I followed her and I have yet to pick that back up yet. <sighs> oh, some, some of the things that she gets rid of, which are more than just basic things, which are still embedded or whatever, the, the cysts that she gets rid of. Yeah. There's no reaction on smell. So I always wonder, because it looks like it would, it, it looks it's like gotta it would, reek. It looks like it would, but I don't know. I, I mean, but if like you I do got. it all the time, do you get used to it? You I don't know. Know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know that a plumber is going to pop mm. open a pipe that's full of crap and be like, ah, I'm used to it. I just <laughs> it don't know, man. smells. Yeah. What smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Ethan. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. How's it going? Doing well, man. All Thank right. you, brother. Uh. So I'm from Spokane. I'm over here in Seattle about once every three months, and I listen to you guys every time I come over. So oh, cool. Right. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And you can listen to us in Spokane on the Odyssey app, too, if you ever go back. Okay. Uh, um, anyways, uh, so back in the 90s, a long time ago, um, we I was playing in a band, and our, our band, we all lived together in a house. Uh, so we just, in our band house, uh, we were doing some, some pretty heavy partying back then. And, uh, uh, a couple buddies of ours came over and they were just, we were all sitting on our couches and, and he's one of them standing in the middle of the room. And he, he just lets out this little burp and it, it wasn't a big burp. 
It was just a small burp. It didn't make a bunch of noise, like, in his mouth. And he kind of tilted his head up towards the ceiling, and he blew the, basically blew the, the burp out of his mouth. Right. And And our, the buddy who came over with him said, oh, no. He said, look out. He said, he has hepatitis. And we were like, wait, what? And, and, and like almost immediately after he said that, the smell of that burp came down in the room and it was, it was so bad. I mean, I, I, I don't even have anything to compare it to because I mean, it was so long ago and, and through my life since then, I have never smelled anything like that. How did he get that? Uh, How did he get hepatitis? Um, uh, uh, well, we, we later learned that, uh, that he was using meth uh, intravenously. Uh-huh. So um, I'm, we're assuming yeah. that he got it. Yeah. I, mean, on, I mean, if I'm being honest, we were all doing meth. You know, we were partying pretty damn hard, uh, but he was doing it that way, and uh, it was bad. I mean, I don't even have anything <laughs> to compare it to. Huh. But the worst I've, never, I've never heard that one. What is it about those burbs always smell the worst? If you do that little... Like you said, just kind of do that little blowout. Mm-hmm. Oh, Though, by far. Every time. You know, you could do one of those big burps and everyone notices. They don't stink. But if you just do that little, like, they, they reek, man. Yep. What smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Some of the headlines that inspired our question today. Montreal libraries will be able to kick out people for smelling bad. Mm-hmm. Flight passenger disgusted after man puts his smelly feet on her armrest. And again, she smelled the feet before she saw them. She couldn't figure out where the smell was coming from and realized the guy behind her had put his feet up. She described them as both dirty and smelly. To Montana, Four Corners residents say they're tired of the foul odor from the water and the sewer district that they're still working on. Another, this is what outer space smells like, and it's stinkier than you'd expect. They say anything from metallic burnt meat 
to smelling like booze, to smelling like farts, specifically Uranus. Smells strongly of flatulence, they say. It's methane, right? Yeah. Uh, similar to uh, Uranus, uh, there's a lot of smells that are like uh, ammonia and urine in space ah. and gasoline as well. And now we have the top ten worst smells as voted on by the British public. All right. Okay. We have the juice at the bottom of your bed. What is the juice at the bottom uh, of your bed? When your trash bag leaks a little bit, All right. right? Okay. And you pull it out, whatever that stuff is at the ah, bottom of your trash bag. That's always terrible if there's a liquid at the bottom yeah, of your trash it's, bag. No one's happy to see that. Smelly feet, smoking, rotten food, human sweat. Farts, a wet dog, bad breath, <laughs> sewers on a hot day, and baby poo. I'll make that list. Why do dogs smell so bad when they get wet? They, because they probably smell pretty bad already, but then when you get wet, it just makes it that much worse. We just notice all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Well, and for the most part, when people are wet, they don't smell as bad because it's warm out, and they're probably at a beach wearing suntan lotion. Sure, sure. But like Michael attests. Get get on a bus with a bunch of wet people, like uh, damn people. Yeah, that ain't gonna smell. That good. is no. the worst. I don't know that anything smells better when it's wet. <laughs> what uh, what smelled like hell on earth? Two hundred six eight zero three. Rock. I can figure one thing, Ted. Hey. Hello, Mick. Welcome smells to funny. the midroom. Ah, oh, maybe. <laughs> Hello. Hola. Hola. How is everybody doing today? We're doing wonderful. Thank you. Oh well, great. Hell on earth. Okay. So I got hit by a drunk driver when I was 13 years old, run over, and my leg was mostly severed. In the process of healing up, um, I was in the hospital room, and then they put a cast on me from my foot all the way up to my hip. I was being young. I wanted to stay clean, wanted to try to bathe, and I would put a plastic trash bag over my cast to bathe. And when it came time to cut that cast off and put a new one on, the necrotic tissue, that's hell on earth, death. Yeah. It's straight up just death. dead, dead tissue, right? Dead tissue. And yep. how long yep. did you have this cast on? Nine months. So basically it's nine months of rotten well, tissue. No, 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 no. The first cast came off after four months, and then the second one uh, five months later. And, yes, all that rotten tissue. And the wound... There was not enough uh, tissue left to sew up, so the wound did not close until about a year and a half after the injury. Damn, so you had, a, you, yeah. had op- you had an open wound for that long. Yep. At 13 I years did. old. Why do you sound so positive about this? I know, like I you got hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> when I was 13, you know I was run over. You know why you know I sound positive? I don't. I kept my leg. Yeah. You did keep your leg. All right. Did they, catch, did they catch the guy that hit you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, he ran me down, smiled at his friend, thought it was fun, while my sister watched from about 35 feet away. Watched him look over like I'm going to scare this little girl, and uh, then hit me. And, yeah, I got sucked underneath his vehicle. My leg got crushed between my motor and his motor. And um, and my stepmother picked up the bones off the ground, Jesus. put them in a Dixie cup in warm saline water. They put them back in my body, and I kept my leg. So, so hey. did so did he stop to try to help, or did he drive away after he did this? Actually, he shoved me down because I looked down. I was still conscious through the whole thing. Saw my bones uh, poking out of my black pants, and um, my leg, my foot was turned the wrong way, and my <sighs> leg at a weird angle. And he shoved me over, and uh, that night he showed up still drunk at a bar, and my father beat the hell out of him. Wow. Okay. I bet your dad did. 
I wonder if your dad sounded as positive while beating his ass as you do telling the story. How bad did your dad do? How, I mean, I, do you, did, you ever, did you ever hear the real story about how, how bad badly your dad beat his ass? I, I really probably did not because I, it took me about two years to learn how to uh, walk again and heal. So, you know, hey, my friends were out having good times and doing what they were doing. And I learned how to get along. And uh, but in the meantime, yeah, the smell was horrific. Do you have a do you have a noticeable limp or is there anything that would indicate now? That, you know, um, most people would not probably recognize the limp for the most part um, because of the fact that I'm missing a lot of muscle tissue and whatnot. As I get older, my knee and my joints are aging and the limp was minor initially. I had a very great physical therapist. Um, the limp now is really, it's a little more noticeable. Okay. Yeah. A little well, more. I do remember from breaking arms and stuff like that, you know, when you go into a cast, it is as tight as it, as it can be at that point. Just, right. Just to kind of hold everything in place. And then, right. like anything else, as the weeks go on, you're losing muscle mass from the lack of using that. Oh, and, oh! when the cast came off, my leg, my thigh was as thin as yeah. my forearm. And it, it, did oh. that almost freak you out right. more than seeing the bones sticking out of your pants? Uh, both were pretty freaky. Yeah. yeah. But, but, pretty, but yeah. when you start losing that muscle mass, then the cast starts to gap. Yeah. So it's not as tight as it was. And that's when you can start smelling yep. the smell coming out from mm -hmm. underneath that padding. Oh, yeah. And you jam a ruler down up. in there, anything, you're scratching like hell, man. It's just, ah, God, oh, I hate that Because thing. it's trying to heal and all that yuck and that smell and mm -hmm. the moisture and, yeah, yeah, you're jamming a ruler down there. You're right. That's exactly yeah. what I did. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Yeah. But, hey, you know, yeah, I sound positive because, hey, you know, a miracle. I kept my leg. That I mean, is. Really, truly. Well, I'm glad so. your dad beat the hell out of him, and he got busted for what he did. Yes. Both all of those, of those things. things. That's very important. Yeah, that's horrible. I'm glad he just got his ass beat before he was busted. He, he More than likely, he's going to get busted one way or the other. They're going to handcuff him. They're going to put him in jail. But to have your ass beat when you deserve it beforehand, to me, that's that, that makes that makes it a, a little bit better. Deep down, isn't that what everyone wants to do? You'll hear like a court case and a guy, you know, whatever the crime is, but you, you assaulted another person. That person's family is in the courtroom, and they are found guilty. They're going to be sent away for 10 or 15 years. And any time you look at those families' faces, you can tell they're like, can we beat his ass before he goes to jail? Okay. We understand he's going to, but seriously, I want to beat this guy. I know he's going to jail. I know he's going to do his punishment. Please. I feel like there was a there's a news story within the last year or two where somebody's mugshot came up. He was arrested for you know violating a young woman or something like that, but her dad was there to find him oh. before the officers did. Oh. So his mugshot, his face was purple and absolutely inflated. <laughs> Lucky's alive. He beat the living tar out of this guy before he got arrested. What uh, what smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Ken. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Long time listener. First time caller. Hard to get through. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. So my story is, I above and beyond my regular job, eight hours a day, I used to volunteer for a local fire department and drive tow trucks. And sitting around the tow shop one day, we got a call for an accident. So, of course, I run down there, you know, it's an emergency aid call. And I always got my gear with me. So I run down there and come to find out uh, the guy had gone over an embankment about 200 feet down. And that's where he crashed. He flew through the air to get there. And he was there for about a month and a half before somebody found him. Oh, Oh. And that's that's you know after the after we found out that you know there's no medical aid could be rendered now they called for the tow company 
but before we could tow the car out, we had to pull the body out. Wait, you and have to do that part? Yeah, as a fire department. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Oh, good. You put the fire out. Yeah, well, there was no fire, really. Right, but, I, I mean, we put yeah. the body in a body bag, got it up the hill and everything like that. And that was the worst smell I've ever smelled. And in order to help out to be there around this, they gave us Vicks to put under our nose. Yeah. Let me tell you, Vicks don't cut that smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything does. And then after we got the car out, we had to call the coroner back because the guy's foot had fell off and was still in the car. So they had to come back and pick up the foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and, you know, how it all started, though, was he was out of work for a while and had been going to the bar and all his buddies there had been buying him drinks. Well, he just got a job and got his first paycheck and went to the bar and was buying everybody drinks. And this was his ride home. Damn. Mm. The, Damn. The police actually saw tire tracks running up to a road sign, and they thought maybe teenagers or somebody were just out driving around knocking signs over until a couple of kids had gone over this uh, overpass, and there was a creek at the bottom, and they were, they were fishing, but they were dropping their line down to see who, had, who could touch the bottom. And that's when one of them knocked his soda off the rail, so they went down to go get it, and they're the ones that found it. Jesus, man. That is, uh, I mean, it makes sense that if a body part falls off, you do have to call someone to get it. But that's just not what I think about. Yeah. Hey, hey Miles, dude, you got to well, come back, Also, man. it seems like as adventurous as kids are and the fact that they don't go to work and all that stuff, like yeah. it always seems like it is a group of kids that find some weird that would be my crap in the woods. Yeah. You know, like, what, uh, what smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, boys. Hola. Hola. So, my... Worst smell is abscessed anal glands. Good God. Mm, right there stuff. in the name. Yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, not mine. <laughs> they are, I mean, anal glands themselves smell really bad, but when, and it usually happens in dogs, when they come in with an abscessed anal gland, oh my God in heaven. It's terrible. It is. It is really bad. Now, is, well, are there any breeds that smell worse than other breeds when you're doing this, or is it pretty universal? Nope, it's pretty universal. I had a dog with a it's leaky pretty- uh, leaky gland, so, you know, mm. sleeps on the bed. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you roll over, and the dog's not even there, but the dog has left a little bit of the stuff, and it's, it is so rank and yeah. so potent, you what can't it, believe it. Is it like pus? Is it poop? Is it's, it both of these things? It's a things? gland that gets backed up. I, I don't know that it really has it, any fecal matter in it, but just for whatever reason, the smell is consistent, and it's always just putrid. Mm. It is. It's, like, so bad, and usually if they get abscessed, it, they can't express them, or the owners didn't bring them in soon enough to have them done, no. and... They'll usually show, the owner will see them chewing at their butt, and they'll look, and they'll have, like, a big bulge there. And it's, like, super painful, too. So you have to put them under heavy sedation. You have to lance it, and, ugh, it's... How long it's does the like process take? other abscess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it doesn't, also, it doesn't just come out like a tube of toothpaste. It shoots out like... Oh, really? A, oh, yeah, like a, like it, a super yeah, soaker. Yeah, you gotta... Oh, it's like a <laughs> yeah, pimple. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to take a scalpel blade and just like lance it, just like a regular abscess. Lance my butthole. But <laughs> do you do you wear yeah, like a face mask, you like one of those plastic shields or anything? <laughs> um, no. Usually we cover it with like gauze or something, but it's there's usually not a whole lot of pressure there. You just make the incision and then it just kind of dribbles out. It just <sighs> like and then you have to like clean it out and everything. It's 
And just like your previous or the conversation about do you ever get used to the smell of abscesses and all that, and it, and no, you do not. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you do not get used to abscess smell ever. It's... It's is is this one of those deals that you can pawn off to like the most recent employee? Usually, like you know, the low man on the totem pole always gets the worst, the worst gig, right? No, unfortunately, it's either it's usually the doctor that's got to do it. Yeah, but the vet tech's uh, holding the head and gets all the smell too. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, you're in that oh, area. Oh yeah, totally. We're the ones that do the sedating and the clipping and the scrubbing and all that, and then the doctor. I mean, I've done I've done my fair share of them too. It's just, but. Usually, it's the doctor that. Well, here's here, okay, but here, here's the problem. My, my my wife used to work in that field and do that all the time. So when it was done in my house, it was done in my house, and I'm that person that's right. holding the dog, and the dog is not sedated, and she's doing, she's doing it. The oh, dog's gosh. very awake, and I'm on the head end of this, and right. this is, this is not a good place to be. You do not want to be no, your canine right. teeth when you're when you got another guy with a with a finger in the in the, yeah. in the backside pinching and squeezing. Because if you go in oh, with rubber my. gloves on, you can you can grab it from the backside. And you can kind of hold it and then and try to pop right. it out, you know, without lancing it. Yeah, that's, yeah, for doing, like, regular anal glands, that's, yeah, that usually isn't too bad. No, but it still smells. Yeah. Regular yeah. anal glands. Yeah. That'll be the name of my band. Yeah, not abscess. What, uh, what smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Don. Welcome to the men's room. Gentlemen, hola. Hola. Who? Now that smells what well I'm working in an apartment right now, painting an apartment nine years old. Uh, the the uh, tenant was in here for nine years. This is a te- this isn't my story. This is terrible in, the, in this place. But <laughs> what smells worse than the apartment that I'm working in right now is what does it birth. smell like? It's cockroaches. Ah, mm. I think I kind of know the smell you're talking right. about. Yeah. This person's lived here for nine years and did not lift a finger to clean. Dude. It is the filthiest place I've ever had to work. <laughs> like I said, I'm a contractor, and I've never had to deal with uh, as much human personal grime in my life. Mm. So as I was uh, <laughs> as I was waiting for you guys to uh, catch up to me, I was thinking, man, this is this is this is a close second to childbirth. Childbirth. Yes. I don't remember uh, a smell I, with childbirth. I don't either. I mean, as the fa- I was distracted by multiple yeah, I, that's things. That's what I think. Maybe but, I maybe I had my eyes on different stuff and was yeah. not connecting. Were you guys in the catcher's position? I was not. I, I was, was very not. close. I was very close for both okay. of them. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was a a warm, well, you know, body temperature smell. It it was. I mean, just the interior of someone's body. <laughs> yeah, coming outside. Quickly, and then just that, that all that goo that came out, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. I'll tell you what I wasn't ready for was clipping the umbilical cord. because I wasn't kinda, either. It's kind of like a finger, but it, obviously it's longer. It's, it's definitely part of a body. I'm just not used to cutting part of a body of anything off. It didn't so, feel the way I, I thought know, it would I, feel. I, it That's was, the part it, where I was like, like oh, because this is, this is part of a human being. This is, I, I just don't. It's I, like I, a really I, thick, undercooked noodle. I don't know what I thought it was going to feel like when you cut it, but I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 Miles, you nailed it. You are, in fact, cutting part of a body, and it feels like you're cutting part, part of, of a body. body. It'd be the same and thing it, as, as taking a scalpel to your own skin and opening it up. Like, you just, yeah. I, I couldn't do that to somebody. I couldn't do that to a cadaver. I'd have a hard time. I had a hard time doing that, opening up a frog, dissecting one, just even in uh, middle school. 
My thing, it didn't. It was just. It just, it just felt weird. weird to me, and I did not volunteer to do it. I didn't think they would ask me to do anything, you know. So, my daughter's born, and I remember the the nurse turns around with a big smile. Here's your daughter. I'm like, right on. And she hands me like those shears things, right and she's like, yeah, right on. I dig it. I'm digging it. She's like, hey, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? I'm like, I actually don't. She's like, oh, just give it a try. And I did. Mm-hmm. And it was not it's awesome. Weird. It was not awesome. What uh, what smelled like hell on earth? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Jake. Welcome to the Mint Room. Hola. 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 All right. So I got a story about a wet dog of sorts. Um, <laughs> when I was about 10 years old, we had 10, 11 years old. We had a family dog named Buster. He was a uh, cocker spaniel, and he was he was getting up there in, in years. Um, he had arthritis; just wasn't doing great. He was also an outdoor dog, yeah. which now as an adult with dogs of my own, I kind of take issue with. I kind of have an issue with my parents doing that. But yeah, that's I weird. agree. I agree. A different time it's though. Weird. Yeah. Um, and so my my older brother had a at a birthday party, and um, this was in the summer. And uh, my dog used to walk over the, the, the hard cover of our hot tub. And so when they were all done, you know, he cleaned it up from the party. And he just put the soft cover on the hot tub, not the hard cover. And, uh, and, and then later that night, he came back, put the hard cover on. And then the dog being an outdoor dog, we kind of didn't notice um, until the next, like, later that night. Like, uh, he's not around. And, you know, uh, dogs, when they get old, you hear, like, they, they go away to die. Um, they do their thing, and so that's kind of what we assumed he had done. Like he just had gone away, and 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 was no longer with us. And so then a few days later, five, my I'm, I had a couple of buddies over, and we were going outside to use the pool and the hot. That we're see some flies swarming around over the hot tub cover. Oh no! And uh, so we go over, and we're like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh no!" What What are we going to find under there? And so we go and start to pick the lid up, and just the worst smell you could possibly imagine comes out of that thing. I mean, it's it's hot death that's been cooking in chlorine mm. for, for five days. And we both, you know, we were out there. We all started gagging. Had to close it, put it away, and 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 couldn't even go out there. And uh, my my old man had to go put a, a gas mask on, and and lift the cover off, and carry with a shovel, mm-hmm. pick pick Buster up out of the hot tub, oh. and carry him across the yard. Uh, That's <laughs> he awful. Still was gagging inside the gas mask. God, oh, man, wow. that is. Uh... And I know a dog named Buster. I hope he doesn't go out like that, man. Did he take the hot tub time machine? <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have a hot tub, so I think Buster's okay. But Buster's a wild little dog. <laughs> Who's Sox Last is coming up, and we've got your emails on the way next in the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 